motherfucker, you have a responsibility to speak recklessly. People. Otherwise, my kids may never know what reckless talk sounds like. People. The joys of being wrong. I didn't come here to be right. Just came here to fuck around. People like games. That's fucking outstanding. What's up, what's up? And welcome to episode 76 of People Like Games. I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And you are, as per usual, minus last week, tuned in to the best damn podcast in the gaming industry. Trademark, trademark, trademark. Pew, pew, let's go. We're back, baby. And right off the bat, we're going to say a big ear to everyone who came out to the soiree and who, you know, bought a ticket, who bought some merchandise, who partook in, you know, our first sort of version of the event. So shout out to you. We really appreciate it. And a big thank you as well to our list of sponsors, GameStop, which came out huge, uh, Microsoft, which also came out huge for us, uh, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, Weege Waffle, Amelia's Bakehouse, uh, G Dangerous. Fuel, for sure. G Fuel came out major, which shout out G mm-hmm. Fuel. Um, and everyone else who, who was involved, Escape Pod Comics, etc. So that was fun. We have a lot more events coming up. We got something for May 22nd, too. But before I keep talking, I should talk after that clip. And May 22nd, we'll be doing another event, another new type of event, and another new place that'll be announced fully on Thursday, along with the first PLG stream, the Twitch handle, hey. Hey, the Twitch name or handle, I don't know how that's referred to as PLG Live, and I don't know my own Twitch name and any of the corresponding information, but... I do know what our social channels are. Twitter at People Like Games. You can find us at Lilo PLG to find Mr. Lilo. At Beezus PLG to find Beezus, who will be joining us for the book review, which we'll be doing um, sometime right. in May, and the book of which we'll be announcing next week. But regardless, uh, you can also find us on Instagram at People Like Games. Our subreddit, r backslash people at games. There is a common theme here, people. And you can find this show that you are listening to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, the usual suspects. That's all I got. Over to Lilo for a little bit of the talk, baby. Table contents that we got going on for this episode, episode 76, for the week of the 8th that you'll be listening to this wonderful podcast. Uh, so, start out, we're going to hit up the lobby to get some hotcakes. That's what I'm talking hey, about, baby. Hitting up the lobby to get some hotcakes. So, uh, Solo had to put some creative creative juices into that. We came up with the lobby. So in the lobby in the with lobby, some hotcakes. You, you get some hotcakes. That's what you get in the lobby. Um, it'll be your one-liners. It's kind of all you need to know, the titles of the news stories that we think you should hear it this past week follow it up with a quick scope so and i will give you the rundown of what we think is the most interesting in the gaming news for this past week 
more in depth than the hotcakes. It's not one-liners. We're going to remark on them, give you some opinions, follow that up with solo something or another. He's going to talk about something or another, and uh, you get to figure out what that is. It's sort of like a mystery box. Uh, I learn what I'm talking about. You learn what I'm talking about. We all learn something. Exactly. We learn at the same time. So everyone is learning (laughs) at the same time. Follow that up with uh, my game spotlight this week, and I'll be covering a fun... uh, Actually, it's... It's called a tabletop game, but it's not because it's on Steam. And then we're going to wrap that stuff up if we got time with the final lap where we go in deep about uh, a big, big news story. Breaking news story. Not really, but we want to give you our opinion of this new story that started out. So without further ado, it's it's, it's Epic Games acquiring Psionics and Rocket League. Okay, fair. Yeah. In case you wanted to jump to the end, it is Epic Games acquiring Psionics. Rocket League is now in the hands of the new the new conglomerate that is Epic Game Store. And uh, we're going to see how you feel. How you feel about that. Really how we feel about that. And you're going to listen. But without further ado, let's roll into the hotcakes found in the lobby, baby. Number one, the Overwatch League. Twitch viewership is declining as teams return to the Blizzard Arena. No more details required. Solo? The three of Gameloft's existing mobile games will start offering Xbox Live support in the coming year, those games being Asphalt 9 Legends, Asphalt 8 Airborne, which I don't get it, and Dragon Mania Legends. Goddamn, Xbox taking over. Okay, and we're going to wrap up hotcakes with Halo Master Chief, the collection, is getting a PC port that will have cross progression with your Xbox version. So anyone who's got those stats, um, guess what? They transfer over. So good luck, better graphics, smoother gameplay. All right, so though, let's roll it over to these. That's right, that's the quick scope. Uh, first thing we got, heartwarming, fun. We're all about inclusivity here at PLG and we love our patents, man. We love our patent talk. So. Coming up out of this week, we learned that Xbox is, aside from their adaptive controller that they've developed and those one heart, wonderful heartwarming commercials that they came out with, uh, patents have shown that they are now in the works of creating a Braille controller. So the controller resembles a normal Xbox gamepad, but has additional hardware attached to the back of the controller that allows users to both read Braille and as well as put Braille into a game. The graphic is fucking hella complex. If you're looking at it, it's there's a lot of moving parts and it's interesting to have um, physical synaptic feedback, if that makes sense. So Braille, if you don't know, is little dots on paper, raised dots on paper in a certain orientation. It's how people who have uh, visual problems can read in case they can't read words on paper. And there's a whole alphabet plus the numbers and X, Y, Z, right? Xbox is trying to mold that into a game controller to allow the visually impaired to uh, enjoy the games that we so love. And I think that's wonderful and amazing. Don't know any more details about that, but this patent has been filed and it is out there. So you can expect Xbox to continue, rather Microsoft to continue on the trend of uh, inclusivity and adaptive controllers. Very cool. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Solo? Um, I agree. I really like Microsoft's push towards expanding uh, the sort of technological capabilities uh, of gaming in, you know, an actual substantive way 
in you know mm-hmm. in the realm of helping you know disabled people have the opportunity to play more games and so that's a great thing uh more companies should emulate it and so you know now moving on but staying in gaming but now moving towards the solo interest business business and in this case during a Q1 2019 earnings call, Activision Blizzard has announced five of the first cities and owners for the upcoming geolocated Call of Duty League, which Chiboy, which is me, sort of figured would be the case even during the lead-up during Black Ops. But for this case, the spots for Atlanta, Georgia, Dallas, Texas, New York, New York, Paris, France, and Toronto, Canada will be owned by Atlanta Esports or will be the the first five cities. The owners are actually the same, uh, some of the same owners who are part of the Overwatch Overwatch League, which we had announced as well, and is not surprising, Mm -hmm. which you'll Mm -hmm. see this as the case as new leagues pop up as well, which it makes sense for the existing entities to become the major players. But it's a little upsetting. It just sort of shows that, um, you know, the hierarchy... Of the of the way or the the formatting of gaming is moving away from the open space, and any team can come in and, and win to these more structured, high money uh, leagues that require major VC backing. And so, it is what you know. I guess esports owners wanted, which was to emulate a professional sports Leagues. model, but I think yeah. that comes at the cost of the idea of gaming you know something like fortnite's pull is yes ninja's there on tv but guess what you could accident you could be in a game with ninja without no you know what i mean without knowing it and so that allure doesn't that flat stage is no longer there so you know mm-hmm. it exists it's not surprising and now you have that information Lila, your thoughts? now you know now you know uh you want some more information about esports and the growing um effect it's having across the nation well look no further than the fact that espn is bringing its inaugural collegiate esports championship finals to houston texas this week yes the week of the eighth that we're talking about right now there's gonna be more than 100 students in attendance and 100 student gamers rather in attendance from 20 different colleges around the country competing against each other in games like overwatch and hearthstone for different scholarships that espn is offering Holy shit. Uh, it's going to be ESPN's first ever esports championships, and students have been competing for spots to get to the championships since February. Unfortunately for Texas, no Texas schools have made it to the championships themselves, but uh, other colleges have around the country, naturally. And um, yeah, I guess there's a lot more details involved with this. However, the highlights are enough to remark on ESPN offering scholarships for esports. Kids actively competing for that and uh, having more than 20 plus colleges uh, represented at this event is is incredible and knowing like this is literally the foundation this is how you grow professional esports because you start in the collegiate leagues and they start in the b leagues and all that stuff like solo i wish we had this when we were growing up man i wish we had this when we were growing up but that's that's kind of all i got Don't worry about this awkward pause. Okay. We're just hanging out here. Definitely not having any technical difficulties. And uh, we'll be back with you in a second. I do think 
if we're talking about collegiate esports in this sense. It isn't recognized across the nation. It is not an established NCAA sport, and I'm very curious to see if esports in general becomes regulated sort of the same way NCAA is. I really, really hope not because there's a huge debate about whether college student athletes should be paid or not and the revenue established by the NCAA. There's a lot of different arguments made for and against, but in reality, colleges are literally exploring their students and providing them gateways to the professional leagues in hopes of getting money back, monetary gain. There's no reason to believe anyone else in the world like why wouldn't these kids get comp- compensated for their efforts and shit like that so i just rambled a long time and uh, i want solo to roll the next article <laughs> so so uh, i would agree uh with that collegiate athletes should be getting paid and uh i hope this okay Oof. he heard it oh my yeah. god on a side note on a side note i do hope that we get um the what's it called NCAA cases that are occurring now for paying athletes to open up the door for athletes to actually be paid. But regardless, yes. now moving on to more unjust systems. And in this case, employees at Riot staged a walkout today over uh, the... Oh, shit, I didn't know that. To, due to the reaction of the company to a Kotaku report last year that we had covered here about sexist company culture at Riot Games. And oh, shit. We basically, covered that shit? the walkout stemmed from the fact that last month, they, Riot Games filed a motion in court to force the two employees involved in lawsuits against the company into private arbitration, which is a legal setting, which is aimed to prevent a case from reaching a jury trial and instead forces it to be uh, resolved privately. And in doing so, that effectively ceases the ability of the individual employees to file a class action lawsuit to a degree. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they're pretty upset because the initial lawsuit can't add on people if it gets forced into arbitration. So the there's actually a clause in riot contracts, which is called force arbitration, which for harassment suits, which means if you file a lawsuit for harassment, you do have to go into private arbitration by the company files a motion for it. And so God damn, that sucks. Yeah. And so <clears throat> Google actually had a similar policy uh, that they ended up recently renouncing as well. However, Riot responded saying that they were definitely, um, you know, hoping to end this policy uh, for future employees and even current employees. However, that was pending the end of current litigation, which means if they can get out of this, you can't get class action, which. It's a very it's dirty. everyone involved at Riot. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's the involved. first time this type of walkout has occurred as a major game studio, and I think you know, Riot, news. Riot actually sent a a message to its managers that none of the employees should face reta- retaliation uh, for taking part in the demonstration. Which great PR move, but you know how that always works differently behind closed doors. <laughs> And so, exactly. I'm oh sure, wow! Some I'm people sure. just left for some reason. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of job openings just found their way onto Riot's website, and so, uh, yeah, that is the case over at Riot. We will keep you updated 
I'm sure that policy will end, but not in a manner that will be to everyone's maybe favorite liking. Anyway, next up. All right. Next up, we have a fun science-related article that I enjoy that relates to games. But uh, I'm going to frame it in such a way that you understand where we're coming from. In this next story, we have this idea that... uh, Video games are bad, right? Video games are addictive. Video games cause people to do bad things, and there's really no purpose for, for video games. Some people love them, like Solo and I. We're in that camp of they're very fun and enjoyable, promote competition, promote uh, just camaraderie. They promote just well, just fun, fun adventures, and we have a lot of good memories associated with them. A lot of other people, obviously, they do not, and there's a lot of negative things that people could say about video games. I guess toxicity in the multiplayer environment is one of them for sure. Well, if you didn't know about the science involved, there are some video games being developed to aid in scientific research. One of them is this game called Sea Hero Quest, which was built as a way to identify people who might be at risk for Alzheimer's. Okay, These people may not be suffering any major symptoms yet, but according to the study in the journal PNAS, PNAS, I swear it's not penis, but PNAS, <laughs> it seems the game is actually effective. So in Sea Hero Quest, which is VR-based, so it's like an Oculus type of game, players have to navigate and control a virtual boat They're given a map and shown different checkpoints, but then the map is taken away and players have to navigate the checkpoints in the game without the map. So it's testing your spatial awareness, all right? There's a lot of other brain games that kind of do the same thing, but this is one dedicated to the sole research of this. According to researchers, every two minutes spent playing the game is equal to five hours of lab-based research. I don't know how they do their math there, and I want to dive into that a little bit more. But See Here Quest has been out for a few years, actually, and it's been downloaded and played by over three million different players. So they've (laughs) collected the equivalent of 1,700 years worth of research data on Alzheimer's. Long story short, found that people with a high genetic risk for Alzheimer's with the APOE4 gene carrier, the different alleles. I said a weird word, but you have genetic markers on your DNA. I did 23andMe. These genetic markers can be associated with higher risk of certain things. APOE4 is one for Alzheimer's. So people with higher <laughs> with carriers of this gene performed worse on spatial navigation tasks. They took less efficient routes to checkpoint goals, and uh, they were overall just inefficient at using the game, which could provide insight to whether or not they will have Alzheimer's. Long story short, very interesting. Games are being designed to aid scientific research. This kind of goes hand in hand with another game where they were trying to map, I believe, the AIDS virus, right? The genetic AIDS virus, but it was having a difficult time. So they made a game out of it and gamers did it within 24 hours, right? And so that shit is crazy by making something a game you can get a lot more people involved and little do they know that they can contribute to scientific research who knew who knew i love science man fucking love it so good solo science is something we over here approve of occasionally (laughs) okay solid solid. i like that regardless now moving on over from science to Germany and from research related to dementia to legislation targeting mobile monetization because the wheels have been sort of turning as I feel like one podcast host on the best damn podcast in the industry 
Trademark, trademark, trademark has been saying for months. And (laughs) that has been, unless the gaming industry decides to self-regulate, they would be at risk of getting regulated upon. And said is the case now. And so for Germany, uh, you know, for mobile games in particular, the fact is that they are unhappy with the deliberately broad guidelines is how it is claimed, uh, which is the case because I don't think the idea of targeted uh, in-game ads as well as uh, in-game purchases, etc., were concepts or um, ideas that legislation took into account when it was passed, and I don't think there has been very recent updates, which is why I had the feeling months ago that something would occur because this is now too big of an industry for it not to be regulated in an appropriate manner, whereas before it sort of flew under the radar, it's now sort of at the forefront. It's mainstream. When you're mainstream, you have a different set of rules. And so, you know, the gold rush of maybe the past half decade in data and ads and sort of in-game purchases for kids' games might be over. It is in Europe because Europe's coming down on gaming, but we'll see where it comes out in America. But uh, this is just, you know, further proof that you know, these rulings are going to start spreading across and you'll hear within six months a European Union ruling on the matter because uh, there is there is definitively links now coming to, you know, the exploitative setup of some of the purchasing in children's games and the way they sort of get, sort of slide in data uh, and targeted ads, etc. And so that's coming to light. That's not surprising. And so... Who knows? We're just waiting for this to come to America and see what form that debate will take. Dominoes. Dominoes. Dominoes, dominoes. dominoes. And we'll see what form that debate takes over here uh, and how that will be sort of counter to the free idea of gambling is now legal. And so if gambling is now legal, why are we regulating gambling simultaneously? So that'll be fun, but we shall deal with that in the future. What else we got? I, I will say just the one thing. Who doesn't like having their experience curated for them, okay? In the defense of the ad industry and the monetization, it's like obviously you want targeted ads because they're just for me. They're for everything I like, everything I get is video game related. That's great. No, I'm kidding. I'm, it, it's psychological and some things are subconscious. Bad news bears, especially for kids. Okay, moving on. Let's move on to something more science-related. Not really science, but uh, psychologically related. This actually combines something that Solo loves very much, and that's money, 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 money. So uh, if you didn't know, yes, all that coin. Uh, No, we're not talking about... Exactly, we're not talking about Tencent. We don't want to disrespect your sound cue. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you don't know what the World Health Organization is, or otherwise known as WHO, they're... The essentially the embodiment and establishment of different the smartest scientific minds regarding health across the world and they divvy out not divvy out they discern and develop classifications for diseases and they're the foremost authority on all that kind of stuff so they're in the process of formalizing uh, gaming disorders and they're going to include it in the international classification of diseases 11 ICD 11 
This has already been analyzed, so they haven't actually done it yet. So they haven't classified gaming addiction or a gaming disorder in general, but they are potentially doing that, right? Well, this potential, if you don't know, the stock market is all based on that kind of shit, right? People think that something bad is going to happen, so they start sell, 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 which causes an avalanche. Long story short, there's already forecasted effects on the South Korean economy about this stuff. And what's even more interesting is that there's a specific number associated with it, which is $9.45 billion. If the WHO organization, well, that's redundant. If the WHO classifies a gaming disorder and creates it, because if you didn't know, South Korea is a fucking hub for gaming, okay? We, we've covered them many times. Those are our jokes. Overwatch League, all South Koreans. Shout out, yeah, I was gonna say, shout out the Brazilian Overwatch right? League. <laughs> right. Koreans, what's up, what's up, what's up? So gaming exports in South Korean economy are gonna take a substantial hit if this actually goes through. There's a five-year study done by several universities in Korea that are trying to dissuade the who of these effects, saying that gaming is not necessarily uh, an addictive disorder, but could be as a result of pre-existing conditions such as ADHD. The the gaming disorder has been included in the draft ICD-11 and it is still facing opposition from both academic and industry circles, both in South Korea and across the world, because the who affects the world. It's not just South Korea, but South Korea has the biggest gaming industry by far, the biggest professional gaming industry by far. Uh, the who is scheduled to discuss this topic later this month at the 72nd World Health Assembly in Geneva. And that is where all the big, big meetings go down. If you didn't know, like everything happens in Geneva. Treaties get signed in Geneva, that kind of stuff. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, I think it's interesting that um, the world at large, the world <laughs> health experts at large are taking gaming seriously, but they are having financial effects on the gaming community. And I'm interested to see how this turns out and whether or not the lobbying against ICD-11 is successful or not. We'll find out. Stay tuned because I will follow up on this shit the end of this month. Boom. You said it. I said it. Rather, I said it. I said it here. So, All right. And I am going to close this out with the best article of our quick scope. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <coughs> Sorry. What? My apologies. I was having a little bit of coffee to uh, mm -hmm. maintain enough energy to uh, keep talking uh, to this guy. Oh, burn. Wait. Where am I at? Where am I at? <laughs> Wasn't that just I was worried he was getting a little dodgy in the milk part, but then that Nintendo has pulled. <laughs> wow! <laughs> we were just laughing at myself. Um, Nintendo so has pulled a game off the Switch eShop for sneaking in a basic code editor as an Easter egg, and so the game, which is a role-playing text game called A Dark Room, which became available on April twenty-sixth. Um, or excuse me, was pulled on April 26, two weeks after it was released. So it was released on the 14th um, because he had revealed that he had included a secret editor that enabled a limited coding environment. So basically, by connecting a keyboard and hitting a certain key, you would effectively turn the keyboard into a miniature code editor by cr uh, turning it into a small Ruby machine. And so basically a little sandbox environment that he claims was created to allow parents to sort of help teach their kids to code or to you know sort of play around with the game has now been framed sort of as 
something as a security massive exploit. And so, you know, he, he's trying to, you know, sort of circle his way around and is saying that even though he sensationalized it in text and Twitter about the coding environment he had created on the Nintendo eShop, he did not expect it to be considered such a security issue. However, violation, yeah. Nintendo is notoriously sort of uh, strict about some of these, uh, about its security vulnerability. You know, we've spoken about this when we were talking about uh, some of the uh, abilities to hack or sort of jailbreak your Switch to play older games, but that would disable it from playing online, which uses a very unique security system. And so, you know, we'll see how this ends up playing out, but Nintendo's worried. And so, Nintendo, if you're listening, hit us up with you want to license your shit. Thug life. And now pulling but the yeah, shit off. Uh, I don't know if they're going to end up suing the shit out of him, which they've done to every single... Everybody else. Everybody else. <laughs> um, but here's hoping that he can paint himself with enough sympathy to be fine. Anyway, that's all we got. That was great. That was quick, I believe, or I think, but I don't know. 26 minutes. We're fine. We're fine. We're good. We're good. We're on the pathway of being on time. That's right. That's the solo. Something or another. Thank you. And today we're going to learn what I'm talking about because I don't know what I was going to talk about. Just kidding. (laughs) Star Citizen, if you've heard of it, has recently sort of re-emerged in the news uh, for its impending, massively successful launch. Just kidding. So the game, which was sort of touted around the same time that No Man's Sky was being teased, which was like like half a decade ago, if not more, ended up being, which was initially even almost considered a competitor to no Man's Sky, and I guess that gives No Man's Sky more credit for actually coming out and existing, but regardless, uh, was considered uh, a pretty p- big, massive potential game, sort of like Spore, if you remember that when it came out, and that's because mm-hmm. the game had raised a crazy amount of money. How much? Thus far, it has raised $288 million, but the interesting part is $242 million of that was crowdfunded by fans, and so... That has been its draw to allow people to fund their games and create a game with the 100 star systems that are all interactive and that you can play in. But the game, which was planned for launch in 2014, has now no projected release date. And apparently its recent uh, fund investment of $46 million went entirely to marketing. It's not... Holy shit. Yeah, so basically, apparently, it is uh, under fire for the poor decisions by its CEO, uh, Chris Roberts, which doesn't really surprise me that after all of this time, $288 million raised and burned through in about nine years or eight years with not a single game to ship and not a completed playable alpha or anything of that nature. This is this was a game that actually made me consider researching, you know, whether how many Kickstarter game frauds have there been? What is the real if you're 
if you're waiting on uh, on an endless potential development cycle like that, like at what point is your money just considered loss? And at what point is a company mm-hmm. liable for repaying any of this $242 million for a promise game that's not going to come out? If you promise money the for something, gone. I'll, I'll be telling you that hmm? the money's gone. So, oh, it's gone. But that's saying, if like, you promise a bunch of money for something, and then you don't come out with it, the and, game but is you in spend early access, and, like, and you, you can play it, you can play it. It just isn't done. They want to do more of it, and it looks beautiful. I don't like, know. It does if someone gives you like three hundred mil, and you're like, yo, I spent three hundred mil, and you look, and you're know, like, that looks sort of like a shack. I'd be like, let me see them receipts. Like, like what the fuck the did you spend there. this money Look on? Look underneath the ground, bro, because obviously he made a lair. Just a huge fucking underground bunker that is awesome. This game, the idea of the game is obviously incredible, which is why so many people have invested in it. The game looks beautiful. It plays pretty well from everything that I'm hearing. But yes, it is not fully released, and people are still waiting to get full time access to the game. Trash. There've been betas and stuff. It's just I don't know. Right. I'm just. It's just you know it it's is. It's trash. Okay. It's a trash. <sighs> but that's all I got um, on that end. All right. That's right. It's my game spotlight. Oh, thank you, thank you. I got double, double trouble. Why? Because I'm telling you about one, and then just giving you a preface for another. That's right. Now, uh. I am doing a game spotlight this week, and this one is something that actually our editor found for me, knew that I would like, and I appreciate that. Shout out to the editor, whoever that is. Uh, this game is a game on the PC. It is called Tabletop Gods. And tabletop games, in general, might remind you of a board game. It very much looks like a board game, but it's not. It's played on the computer and consoles. So, Tabletop Games is a game developed by Ghostfish Games, okay? It was published by Other Ocean Games. See how they go hand in hand? It's like they're kind of working together, that's great. So uh, what is it? Tabletop Games is a match where you have three rounds to achieve your goal of destroying one or more of the opponent's strongholds than they destroy of yours. If you ever played Clash Royale, it's like that, but more intense. 3D and with different factions and different abilities, that kind of thing. At the start of each round, you're going to have a short amount of time to swap out spells and troops and then secretly set traps and deploy mighty weapon towers. During the round, you're going to slowly replenish your mana, which allows you to deploy your troops. So that's very much like the, the energy bar on the bottom of Clash Royale. And then you have to use your troops to defend your own strongholds and also attack them. There are three variations of the map that you can play and they put your strongholds in different spots and they allow you to place traps in different areas. So it's much more strategic than I'd say the the, the handheld game is. And at the end of the day, you just need to destroy the stronghold. So that, that objective is pretty simple. It, I thought it reminded me a little bit of tower defense because you had to place traps and certain towers in certain places. You can get upgrades and shit like that. Have you ever played Dota? Not Dota. If you ever played Warcraft 3 or Starcraft, uh, the custom games, they had a whole bunch of tower defense games. And there's a couple of full-on just tower defense games on Steam, but this one is very similar in that vein, but they definitely borrowed some inspiration from Clash Royale. So the gameplay details, like I said, you got a 3D interactive map with multiple factions, spells, and different traps to use. Specifically, you got human, undead, and demonic factions. You're going to have three different maps, which are Castle Grounds, the Nether Realm, and the Void Temple, one for each. 
each of the factions makes sense the various spells are various spells i don't know them all right now and the killer traps there's just a shit ton of different traps that you can place i like the fact that they're secret because you really don't know where people are going to put stuff the game supports single and multiplayer gaming as well as different achievements and leaderboards uh you can honestly play it in all different languages and the coolest part about this whole game is that it is also available in vr that's the reason why it was still in early access for so long they were trying to make it oculus compatible or vr compatible in general so that you can literally act as god you are the overarching individual placing these troops down everywhere and you have that uh yeah you have that ability it's so cool so so cool the game like i said is currently in early access however next week it's going live may 16th be on the lookout if you go to steam you'll be able to buy tabletop gods for twenty dollars and uh yeah it seems like they know what they're doing the vr should be pretty legit it actually it looks pretty awesome uh i am going to pick up this game for sure because i want something to do that's fun and mindless at the same time and i am also a huge fan of clash royale so this is in the same vein and i think the, the next evolution of that type of game so if you're a fan of any type of tabletop game you understand the way mana replenishes slowly over time deploying troops and you enjoy just tower defenses and arcade style games with awesome cell shaded graphics you'll probably like this too so be on the lookout tabletop games or tabletop gods i'm sorry tabletop gods uh yeah check it out solo do you even care big facts do you even care man i do <laughs> i very much do i'm not gonna I lie do you even care but realistically the game sounds great we do want to give it a try um and what do we have uh lined up for the spotlight now next week Oh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Spotlight next week is something I've wanted to cover for a little bit now that I've heard about it. It is cooperative board game called Spirit Island. More details next week. Big facts. Or as we like to say here at People Like Games, Beezus, do you even like games? Hey! Anyway, it's burned. It's burned. Oh, man. That's so mean. Uh, so mean. Apparently not was uh, the response I heard. But anyway, get burned with no forum for response. Just kidding. Bezos will be joining us on the book reviews and a little bit more moving forward uh, as we figure out a way to schedule our, ourselves, let alone an additional person. But anyway... I blame Lilo. Now it's time for... You already know. It's the final oh, lap. Yeah. Get it, get it, get Let's it. Let's go. And we are going to talk a brand new breaking story that happened, I think, during the week we were off, if I'm not mistaken. However, yeah, <laughs> however... It's time. Brand new breaking for us. As a person who's been a huge Rocket League fan and who owns it on all the consoles, um, including PC... I must say, <laughs> or we will take it, take it away. Give it, you're all the right, Rocket League right. guy, so lead the way. I am, I am. If you didn't know, we hosted a tournament with uh, Microsoft and we played Rocket League, so that was pretty cool. But anyway, instead of big this facts, out, uh, I played in it. Right? I had seven hung up on me by like an eight year old. That was embarrassing. But uh, you ever see Brazil? Brazil World Cup, baby. Brazil. Brazil. I got Brazil. Vai Brazil. Shout out again. They got Brazil because they didn't have a one with the Brazil. They got Brazil. This aggression will All not right. stand, man. All right. All right. I, I feel that. I feel that. All right. Getting back to the final lap, the big story that came out last week was that Epic Games is making moves and they actually bought 
Rocket League developer Psyonix. So that's huge. That's big news. Epic Games made a, a big purchase by going after Psyonix. And Psyonix, if you didn't know, is you know developer of Rocket League. Rocket League has made millions and 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 millions of fucking dollars. And they currently have their own esports league and they are currently like doing big things. What does this pose for the future? And that's really the debate that we're going to get into. I think Epic Games is a new, honestly, like with all the purchases that they're doing, with all the equity that they had from the astounding success that Fortnite has been, they had so much capital, so much liquid capital. Also, having, you know, wait, I'm just going to, I got to do this. Having 10 cent invest in you for 40% of your company, you know, they got some money to, to play with. But, it's a very good purchase for them because they are establishing themselves as a company that is looking towards the future of gaming. And I believe that Rocket League has a future in gaming, especially with how successful their leagues have been. Like, not that everyone watches them all the time, but that they are literally a sport. Like you're playing a sport on the computer. And to me, that translates well to people understanding the rules of the sport and how the leagues can work and then how you can create that hierarchy interesting that epic games i mean clearly they have their own store now right so they've alluded to the fact that they're going to take off rocket league from steam it also means that you're still going to be able to play your game on steam if you bought it on steam originally but epic is looking to make these moves in the future um i do wonder what's going to happen in the future for rocket league updates and developments if they're ever going to do crossovers with fortnite because Apparently, Fortnite is doing crossovers with everybody. And uh, realistically, it's the one game that is across all consoles. And knowing Epic Games, they've already done that with Fortnite as well. I think this is a good merger for both companies. But what's the next step? What's the next evolution? I guess, Solo, do you have any ideas of what you think Epic is trying to do? Are they essentially just trying to grab assets all over the gaming industry to make well. themselves established? I will first off say that the number one aspect of this story that really stood out to me when I initially heard it was what that would mean for the relationship of Rocket League for Steam. Uh, And that was because there's a major battle going on between exclusivity, which sort of occurred between Spotify and Apple a couple of years back when it was like, you know, when Chance the Rapper's uh, mixtape came out, Coloring Book, it was, you know, exclusively on Apple for the first two weeks. And then Beyonce's Lemonade was exclusively on Tidal and same with 444. And, you know, those sort of exclusivity of IP was something we've mentioned before, which would become the battle because there's a limited amount of content that can come out. And if you take a game like Rocket League, which for all intents and purposes is sort of a a Counter-Strike-esque equivalent in eSport to me just because... It, it, it there's nothing about it that needs to change and it could still right. be entertaining <laughs> it you know as it is it works yeah, as exactly. it is it's 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 an entertain it's endlessly entertaining that's something counter-strike works at. how things end up being that way i don't know but after replaying it starting after the tournament 
I rediscovered this game could be endlessly entertaining. Uh, even as a viewer, right. it has its, you know, in- enjoyment uh, comparatively. But regardless, um, that goes to what I was saying, which is one of the statements that they had mentioned following the purchase, which I really want to know how much it was. It was definitely in the billions. Dude, they, don't, they don't list it anywhere. Um, they don't list it anywhere. I'll say like two bill would make sense to me. Uh, for Rocket billion? League, I don't know about that. Because imagine the amount of hundreds of billions. They'll they'll make that back. They'd make that back with Rocket League. But regardless, um, the fact is, it said that the PC version of Rocket League will come, and this is a quote that was there to the Epic Game Store in late 2019. In the meantime, it will continue to be available for purchase on Steam. Thereafter, it will continue to be su- supported on Steam for all existing purchasers. That is a language to me which means that they're going to pull it from steam and move it over yeah, no. to epic game store Agreed. and Agreed. that just sort of more signals that steam is under full fire by epic game store and just by epic games though and they're making moves they're doing they're stealing things. they're not only making yeah. moves they're taking people who have been there Etc. Like that's the bigger thing, which is if you're new and How you're do you picking see Steam respond. Exactly, they're not taking off it's wall exciting. flies anymore. They picked up Psionics. That was when I saw yeah. that headline. I was like, Lord Almighty, the resources of Epic into the Rocket League esports scenes could be wild because what they have in terms of the success of Fortnite and the money they're trying to put into it, they have an utterly broken. Um, esports scene one that doesn't seem like it'll be corrected whereas rocket league has a great core structure that i just don't think is as widely marketed as it could be and so there is value in that but again as a business i think this is a business move this is like you're gonna see a lot more of this this is sort of like we'll overpay you now to put you in the pocket so no one else can get you and they're gonna keep picking games off from what steam is trying to offer and mm-hmm. you know, eighty-eight twelve. Like so Epic Games doesn't rely on that as the sole means of its revenue as much as Valve does with Steam, and so it yeah. hurts Steam yeah. a lot more to be losing these people than it does to Epic Games to have games, or not have it. them. Yep, this yep. is a vanity project gotcha. for more or less purposes. It could fail, and nothing would happen to Epic Games. I, it won't fail just because I, you that's have the, the same beauty players of it. coming that's back the worst, and back. That's yeah. even scarier if you're a competitor to be like, they could just just shut it down and nothing would make a difference with how big they are and how they function. But the yeah. fact is that they're doing it anyway and still poaching these huge players off people becomes like, yeah. oh shit. Sorry, Steam. That's what you get for being a dick for like a decade plus. I'm not going to lie. They weren't very friendly. Dude, they weren't a dick. They had a great for for the users. It was transparent. For the gaming community at large, for the developers and publishers, maybe they were being dick. I did not notice anything. I was very happy to have one consolidated location to buy games. Oh, I'm sure, Our but job I'm sure the, it's going to get harder. The thing is, the the fact that you had same thing that we're seeing with when Epic decided to go. This all started when they decided to pull off the Google Play Store, and we discussed. If they couldn't do it on iOS because they didn't have the ability to do the direct download of the game, but it makes sense because they're no none of these big entities want to pay that percentage directly yeah, yeah, yeah. to be a middleman. And so 
that was probably the in, in so thank you google play for taking so much money from them that they came after steam so if you're mad at someone's team go after google you play got someone and ios to think outside the box and then someone's like fuck it we but don't need them so and they just trickle i'm sure steam wasn't like yo you know how everyone loves their games in one place and you know how like we're the only ones that do that how about you do what we fucking want yeah, <laughs> like you know, Dude. every big business does that. I can't help but think well, that, like Microsoft think did it when they had it. iOS was doing it. Everyone, every big business does that sort of leverage pull when they have it. Would you really be shocked if you found out that's how Steam functioned in the last decade? No, 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 no. I, I agree. I wouldn't. I think it's they're not a villain for that nah. either. That's, no, I, I don't think so either. Oh, me either. No, I, think I don't. Fine. Even if I sound like I'm painting like that, good. I don't believe they're a villain, but. That is being a dick when you had the ability to work with these people and create a relationship so that when a competitor like this came about, you would have some degree of loyalty. But sometimes even that loyalty is irrelevant when the dollar amount is high enough. And we're talking 10 cent money, which. They got a lot of money. They got. They got a lot, a lot of money. They got Mario coins. They're like Harry Potter discovering his fucking bank every day every morning that's every person who works at Tencent they're like how much money do we make today what just endless amounts exactly what's funny about this right the last thing I'll say at this point you got Steam as an aggregator it aggregated all the PC games okay now you have competition coming in splitting up the location where you have to find those games there's gonna be another company coming in being like well if you don't know where to find your games look at my site and I'll aggregate the games from the Epic Games Store and the Steam Store and you'll have a new location to find them all together again that's the way business works baby and uh, stupidity is cyclical and give it to them. <laughs> yep it literally is cyclical and that's why I'm laughing because yeah. it's gonna happen someone's gonna be like come to my website I aggregate both sides and you're set and you're like okay it's well, just always different names, different times, different places, same stories. But regardless, mm-hmm. on that profound note, I have nothing to add. Just kidding. I always have something to add. We have a whole bunch of events coming up from now to July. We got tournaments. We got mass soirees. We got fucking... That's hilarious because that's two different languages. So that's a wrong ass sentence. We got movie nights. We got, you know, a whole lot of stuff coming up. Trivia. Uh, and so stay tuned follow all the socials that I mentioned at the top and if you did not hear them hit that rewind button because I'm not running them back now Milo take us home let's keep traditional out here before I forget yo thank you thank you for listening to us we know we had a week break last week but it was a big one post and pre soiree Uh, shout out to everybody who came out and supported the brand and enjoyed themselves had a good time we're all about the community we want people to have fun enjoy games share your stories be on the lookout we got a book review reveal coming out next week we're not actually going to be doing the book but uh, we'll be telling you what book we're doing got a couple other fun things in the works like Solo said and uh We will see you next week, same time, Wednesday. Adios.